Today on episode 241 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, what would you do if you were out walking around somewhere and you came across a USB flash drive that had no label or any identification on it? Would you put it in your computer to see what's on it? Not after you hear today's show. to another episode of The Computer Tutor, tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. And welcome back to The Computer Tutor Podcast. If you're new to the show, I am your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson, and I'm here every Monday morning to show you how to do cool things on your computer. And, you know, my goal is not to amaze you with a bunch of big technical words. Seriously, who cares? What you care about is getting your computer just to do what you need it to do. And the best way for me to show you stuff like that is just use regular everyday English that anyone can understand. So that's what I try to do here. I really love working on computers, and I've got clients all over the country, so I'm getting calls and inquiries all the time asking me to fix their computers. And I fix all kinds of problems, but a lot of them can be taken care of remotely. So you don't have to take your computer anywhere, and you don't have to have somebody come to your house. So if you have a problem with your computer, just give me a call, 727-254-9078, or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And today's computer tip can be seen at my website if you go to computertutorflorida.com forward slash 241. So let's get started. I remember about a year ago, one day, I was out on a run. And this was on a Saturday, so it was really early in the morning while it was still dark. And so I'm making my way down the street, and I noticed something on the ground. I stopped and I pointed my headlamp at it, and I could tell it was some type of identification card because it had someone's picture on it. And when I picked it up for a closer look, I saw it was actually a driver's license. So I stuck it in my pocket and kept going. And later that morning when I got back home, I went online to try to find this guy. And it was kind of an unusual name, so I figured it'd be easy to find him on Facebook, but that was a dead end. And the address was an apartment complex. It was just a few miles away, so I went there, knocked on the door, no answer. And I even went over to the apartment's leasing office, and they told me that the guy had moved out a few months ago, and they didn't know his current address. So finally, I went on Facebook to a local group page. It's a page where people just go to advertise things they have to sell. And I think most cities and towns have a Facebook page like this. Now, this one I'm on actually has over 20,000 people on it, so I figured someone might be able to help. So I posted a picture of the driver's license picture, along with the information about how I found it and all that, and asked if anyone knows this guy. Well, sure enough, a few people recognized the picture, and they knew how to get in touch with him. And the funny thing is, he actually does have a Facebook account, just under a different name. And that apartment I went to, he does still live there. Whoever I talked to at the office just gave me some wrong information by mistake. So I met up with the guy, and he was happy to get his license back. Now, what if we recreated that story, and instead of finding a driver's license on the ground, I found a flash drive? You know, one of those little things you plug into your computer to store some information on. Some people call them a thumb drive. I suppose that's because they're about the size of your thumb. Back then, if that's what I found, I probably would have wanted to find out if there's any files on it that might have indicated who it belonged to. I mean, maybe someone's unemployed and looking for work, and that drive might have their only copy of their resume. Or it could be someone's pictures of their kids, or maybe their grandparents that are no longer alive, or some type of information that 
could be important to whoever owns that flash drive. And of course, the only way to find out what's on there is to stick it into a USB port on a computer and see what comes up on that drive. Now, a year ago, that's probably what I would have done because I would want to help someone out if they lost something important. But today, no way. That's because there's something new and evil in the world of computers and flash drives. It's called USB Killer. This is a little thing that looks just like a regular flash drive, but it doesn't store any files or folders on it. When you stick this thing in a USB port on a computer, it kills that computer. And I don't mean it just causes the computer to power down. It literally kills the motherboard on that computer, as in dead, non-repairable. Or as in the Monty Python parrot sketch, that machine might now be called an X-computer. When I heard about this a while ago, I had lots of questions. So first, let's cover the how, as in how does this thing work, And then we'll sort of dig into the why, and then I'll tell you how you can actually see this thing work without endangering your own computer. Okay, how does this work? Well, fortunately, it can be explained without getting too overly technical. Your computer has some USB ports, and a USB port actually puts out a little bit of electricity. Not too much, but it's enough to provide power to run small things. That's why you can plug in a portable hard drive and use it, and you don't have to plug it into a wall outlet as well. It requires electricity in order to work, but it doesn't require that much, and the voltage that comes out of the USB port is enough to run it, and some other things. Then the other thing to know about is a little electronic component called a capacitor. That's what's inside the killer USB flash drive. When you plug that drive into a USB port, the capacitor takes in the voltage that's being sent out and stores it. And then it does the same thing again, and it stores more voltage, and it does it again. And it keeps doing that, and every time it just keeps adding more and more voltage that it's storing until it has about 200 volts stored up. That's a lot of voltage. Then, when it has all that voltage stored, it releases all of it immediately back into the computer or whatever device it's plugged into all at once. Now, that whole process happens several times per second, so the computer's destroyed and shuts down almost instantly. There's no time for you to figure out what's going on or to pull the drive back out of the computer. That computer just dies a quick death. So that's how it works. But for me, the bigger question is why? Other than just wanting to do malicious damage to a computer, what could be the actual purpose for this thing? I mean, I know a lot of people like to do practical jokes, and on occasion I myself like to play a joke on a friend or a relative, as long as it's all in good fun, nobody gets hurt or seriously offended or anything. But for me, destroying someone's computer goes way beyond what most reasonable people would would find as a joke. This is more like vandalism or destruction of property, and I think it's even worse just to get one of those things and just leave it somewhere where someone's going to find it and probably plug it into their computer. Now, you might be wondering, how can I see one of these things in action without actually getting one and destroying my own computer? Well, I'm glad you asked. Over on my website today, where I talk about this thing, I also have a video you can watch, and that's at computertutorflorida.com forward slash 241. And this video is really nuts. It's just a collection of video clips of people deliberately sticking one of these USB killer drives into some device. There are several that go into laptops, so they destroy what looks like pretty decent laptops, including at least one Mac. And they also try it on some smartphones, 
an Xbox, a Wii game console, a desktop computer, a smart TV. Uh, one of them destroyed a Google Pixel phone. It's like a $600 phone. And also some iPhones. And can you think of anything else that has a USB port? Well, how about a car? You know, most of the newer models of cars come with a USB port that's easily accessed, so you can plug in your phone or some other USB device. And you guessed it, there are a couple of scenes in this video where these idiots actually plug this thing into the USB port on their car. Now, the first one doesn't seem to really do anything, but the guy says that now he doesn't feel like he can trust the car to run properly. Well, duh. The second one on there actually does kill the dashboard on the car. And it just amazes me what people will do. Anyway, you can watch that video on my website today. And you probably noticed I didn't mention the website address where you buy these things. And that was deliberate, since I really don't want to give them any publicity. But frankly, it's super easy to find. Just a Google search anyway, so it really doesn't make that much difference. The purchase price is 50 euros, which right now is about 53 US dollars. And I don't know where they're based, but they do ship to countries all over the world. My point in telling you about this today is so that you're aware of it, even though most people aren't aware that this thing even exists. Go ahead and ask your friends if they've ever heard of this thing, and I'll bet they haven't until you tell them about it. So now you know, and you can be better prepared if you happen to come across a flash drive that isn't labeled and you don't know what's on it. So be safe out there. And did you know that you can actually buy computers on Amazon? So if you do happen to use one of those killer flash drives and destroy your computer, you can get another one by going to computertutorflorida.com forward slash shop. Or just click the Amazon link at the top of my website, and all the prices to you are exactly the same as if you went directly to Amazon. But if you make a purchase through that link, Amazon sends me a little bit of money just for sending you there. And that's how you support the podcast. And as always, I want to hear from you. You can send me questions, suggestions, criticisms, anything else you might want to say. You can email me at pctutor at gmail.com, or you can call my podcast voicemail line, 727-386-9468, and leave a message anytime, day or night. That's going to do it for this week. As always, I'll see you back here next Monday morning with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening and have a great week. God bless.